hello 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 i'm back welcome back to another episode of let's chat with shelton i'm your host show and i am back with another episode so i have a little aside um as you can hear my voice is a little hoarse i've been trying to wait because for me my voice when it's hoarse sounds a little creepy um so i've been trying to wait until this would clear up, but it's not going to anytime soon. I don't think so. I'm going to (laughs) just get on with business. Um, We have some things to talk about um, today, so I want to just jump right into it. So I saw some soul-disturbing stuff on social media, and that always fuels my podcast because when, when I see things that happen on social I realize that a lot of people are dealing with more things than I, in my own little bubble, um, and and am dealing with. So, this is Let's Chat Self-Esteem, okay? And the reason why I'm naming it this is because you'll find out in the episode. So, I read this disturbing post by this woman, and she was like, I'm devastated. She started out, like, saying, I'm devastated, I'm heartbroken, So, immediately, I thought, like, she had been cheated on, you know, someone had left her, you know, abandoned her. Quickly, my mind just went, raced to the very worst of that scenario because of the words she chose. She just said that, you know, she was devastated, heartbroken, and all this. So, she made it a point to say she was dating this white man. These are her words. I'm dating this white man, and um, he's always like my hair when it was relaxed, and I recently went natural, and I did a big chop, and he changed how he saw me, and my, I cut my hair really short, and it changed how he saw me, and he began to call me names, racial epithets. Um, he started to talk about her behind her back to white women and call her the n-word and she said she was just so devastated because it's her fiance and she was in a marion and a couple things here because <laughs> you know i have something to say about this um this man didn't just become like this because you decided to go natural this man was like this the entire time and i think a lot of times when uh people of color date someone who is a racist they are okay as long as that hatred is not directed towards them the moment that hatred is directed towards them then they feel the they feel it but they don't feel it while because people tend to be naturally selfish so because i used to always wonder you know how do people of color find themselves dating a racist and the person who's dating them always uses them as a, an excuse or a proof that they're not racist. Sexual preference has nothing to do with, um, it, it doesn't absolve you from, from being racist. Literally, that is how mulatto people even started to exist. Um, mixed people even started to exist because these racist white men and women had a sexual fetish for slaves but that didn't mean that they 
they appreciated them or loved their culture or wasn't racist. It didn't take from the fact that they still called them animals and names um, and killed them. And after they would have their children, uh, they would take them from them and put them in their homes and and teach them to hate their parent, um, the other parent, the black parent. So when you really look at what our society thinks, they think that if you date a specific race, that you're not, there's no way you could possibly be racist. And and some people that date this other race, the this specifically women just call it a spade a spade. Some people who date these races, white people, and know that they're racist and see, because you can't be with someone for long without that coming out. It, it'll show up. Like, that's going to show up. It's, it's not going to be hidden, especially not in this post-Trump society where we have people actively spewing hatred from their platforms and not really caring until it affects their money. Okay, so this man, financially, he knew it was okay to do what what he did behind, um, he, he must not have any, any high paying job because if he did, he would have been very careful with those words, but because he didn't, um, and he had nothing to lose financially. And obviously since she's devastated and hurt and going to social media about it, he still has her because you will never, a person that's irrelevant to me, you'll never hear about it on social. Never. Because you're irrelevant. You're not even, you're not a major player in my life. So if you do something to hurt me, you'll never hear about it publicly or privately. You'll never hear it through the grapevine that I was talking mess about you. Because that's too much energy to put into you. Someone who I don't, I no longer value. So obviously it hurt her because she was dating this guy. And she never thought those words would be... Um, now, these are my assumptions about her situation without knowing any of um, his side or anything like that. But she said that she found all these messages where he was calling her the N-word to some other white girls. You don't get comfortable just using that word. There's more to this story. This man had to have shown signs of who he is. And my thing about if you're going to date someone of another ethnic group. And you intend to love yourself or to build any kind of self-esteem. It does not serve you to marry someone who hates you just because, because of the color of your skin. And they'll put up with you because they have a sexual fetish. A sexual fetish does not equal a person that's not racist. Because anyone can be attracted to... There are people who are attracted to dogs. But that doesn't mean they're dog lovers. They're actually dog abusers. Because they're attracted to these animals. And they cause them to engage in sexual relationships. With a human. Which is unnatural. And it causes them to literally destroy that animal. With their lust. And their oddity. And its perversion. Um, to do something like that. So a sexual fetish means nothing. There are people who uh, like to be, um, that's that's going too deep, but there, there are weird sexual fetishes out there and they have nothing to do with love. 
They have everything to do with lust. So when you look at sexual fetish and and sexual attraction, it has nothing to do with a person loving you or not loving you, right? Lust has no bounds. So if a person lusted after you and they wanted your body and they saw the type of person you were, um, because there is a type of person that you can say a racist joke around and it just doesn't fly, okay? Majority of people uh, that have integrity, anybody that has integrity, you say a racist joke around them, they're going to say something back. Even if you say, oh, no, you're not like those other black people. You're not like those other Mexican people. You're not like those other white people. You're different. Whatever, whoever you're directing the racist uh, remarks to. If you say something racist and the people around you don't check you, you're not in a good spot. You're in a dangerous place because that means that those people don't care about your future. And anybody that's going any dog on where in this world, in in this cancel culture, you better have somebody there to tell you when you're doing stuff that's messing up the church's money. Because that's honestly where you hit a racist. You don't hit a racist um, in their moral um, fiber because a lot of them don't have moral fiber. They, they're the way they are and they use excuses like, well, it's always been like this. My grandfather was like this. My dad was like this. So now I'm, I'm like this. You know, they have their excuses. They have excuses for days, okay? They don't care about what anybody thinks about it. They care about their money. And majority of these YouTubers that do things like this and say things like this and they get canceled and these social media people, they get canceled for the things they're saying. Um, they haven't just started saying these things, but they the problem is that they don't have real friends. Okay? Real friends will check you. They will check you. They'll tell you like, hey, that wasn't right. When you said that, I was totally uncomfortable. Or your attitude towards this sucks. Or you, that doesn't seem right when you say that. Real friends will check you, boo. People who are not your real friends will just laugh and grin and giggle all the way to the bank while you're getting successful. And then when you fall, they'll distance themselves from you because they don't want to be seen with a loser. And in reality, you always were who you are. You were always were that racist butthole that you've been blasted on social media as. The difference, though, is that you never had anybody who would check you on it. So this this man was allowed to continue because of this woman. And she's crying now because she doesn't want to do relaxers in her hair. And he's calling her all kinds of racist names. That was always in him. That was always in him. That doesn't happen overnight. That Racism doesn't just happen. Okay, it, it's always been in him to say and do these things. The difference, I feel, is that when he did them, they weren't directed towards her. And so when they were not directed towards her, it gave her the idea, the notion that she was somehow different than these other black people that he was talking about. And now she's the other black people. She's the one that he's talking about. 
And so it doesn't, it doesn't go over well. It doesn't play out well because now she's the, she's the person that he's talking about and he's directing these remarks about. And so there's a couple things. These are all assuming that he's been this way. He's showed himself to be this way before. Um, I believe he has. I believe he has because when you date someone, the truth, they're, the kid gloves come off. Okay? You begin to see intimacies of this, this person that you've probably never seen before. And a lot of people in this society are giving their bodies to people who have not committed to them. A lot of people are fornicating they're living in these fornicative relationships forever. Been engaged for 17 years. Still having sex with that person. You, you're you never going to get engaged. And like I said, you can go back into my other episodes about how I feel about sex before marriage. If you want, If you want marriage, I don't think it's a good idea. Because you're literally defiling your marriage bed. And most men are not going to wife you because of convenience. But take it a step further. You don't want to be this man's wife. Because if he's like this right now, before you have children, he's going to spread that hate to your next generation. So all you're going to have is a beige child that hates themselves. You're going to have a, a, a child who is ethnically black. Um, but that hates blackness because that was spread through his seed. That's if you guys decide to procreate. If the engagement continues, if he doesn't just string you along, if you don't, you know, end up losing your mind because she was devastated. Like, when she said she was devastated, I felt that. But, She's only devastated now because these racism and this these remarks are directed towards her. It's the same with misogyny. If you're friends with guys that say things that are misogynistic, you're part of the problem. Because they're continuing it. And you're not saying anything. But yet you're continuing as their friend. It's one or the other. You're either going to stop it. If you have problematic behavior and I check you on it, you're either going to stop it or you're going to see less of me. Because I'm going to be like this. Say less. Say no more. Nope, I'm good. And I'm going to stop being your friend. Unless I feel like you're possibly a person who I could speak to when you're ready. Now, personally, there's never a good time to approach topics like racism and misogyny. Um, things that ideology that actually hurt other people but when we don't um, when we create a safe haven uh, for racism and we don't demonize it and call it what it is then you create an environment where people have always the thing about it is people acting scandalized because of the amount of out right hate speech and things that people are doing um, that are racist. The thing about it is these people have always been who they are. There has never been a decline in racism. The social acceptance for it wasn't there. 
once Trump got elected and he started saying the things that he was saying, that's when things took a shift. Um, And then people became more bold with their racist ideology and they became more upfront with it. But they have always been who they are. They have always been who they are. And you can say what it is that you want to say. You can say, oh, well, you know, the world is getting worse. No, they're not. They're the same people they've always been. And... I just cannot I just cannot like literally with people I, I can't they're they're always so shocked and so scandalized when the things that they do catch up with them you started dating a racist you kept it up you had to see some red flags there's always red flags with people like that no one no one and I do mean no one let me play this out no one just becomes a racist overnight. It's a buildup. The thing about it is, he's always been this way. It's just that now it's socially acceptable for him to start speaking out these ideas he learned um, at home. And that racism is taught. It's not, it's really not. And it's a generational curse, actually. It's a generational spirit. Because people's idea about other people is often shaped by their parents. So, majority of the people that you see is racist, it's because they were taught, they were allowed to do that in their home. They were even encouraged to do it in their home. And now that it's become more socially acceptable, where it used to be socially ostracized and demonized as it should be, it's become more socially acceptable. Where now when you call them out, these racists... Um, bless their hearts will call you racist for calling them racist and saying you're making everything about race when in reality they everything they're saying is based off of hatred for race for a particular race um, or a particular culture set so when you really break it down it comes down to self-esteem the only per- way a person who um, is of a sound mind Whatever data person that's racist, that they've seen the red flags and they ignore them, is because they have low self-esteem. No person with regular self-esteem, no person with who has half a, half a heart would date someone or support a person in a relationship who is racist who is capable of the things this woman said her boyfriend, her fiancé did to her. You had to support that at some point. And it also makes me think, not only did you support that, um, but when he did hurtful and said hurtful things to other people, that you were a bystander because you have zero self-esteem. can't have self-esteem and date someone who openly degrades other people. The reason why is because if you thought you were anybody special, you would not 
keep company with someone like that. If you thought you were worth anything, you would not need to be around someone who degrades anyone. I have self-esteem. So when I hear people tearing other people down, I don't like it. Because I don't need you to, to make this person feel small so I can feel worth something. I already feel worth something without that. So you don't have to tear people down in my presence for me to feel good about myself. I don't need you to do that. As a matter of fact, I avoid people like that. If I talk to you and your conversation is nothing but negative, I'm, I'm out of there. And I'm going to tell you that too. I'm going to tell you it's negative and then I'm going to get out of there. And when you see me, it'll be fair. You and far between because I can't tolerate that kind of stuff because I don't need that to make myself feel better about myself because I have self-esteem. It's a little thing that I think that a lot of people should try on. But we're dealing with such a low self-esteem culture that people have to find some way. These people that support this crazy uh, ideology, they have to find some way to make themselves superior. And making yourself superior to other people, if that makes you feel good, it's because you not already don't feel good about yourself. And you really need to do some self reflection about who you are as a person you can't tell me that someone became a racist overnight you can't tell me they've been become a misogynist overnight you can't tell me they became homophobic overnight you can't tell me any of these things that people just started hating people they started hating christians they started hating jews they started all these things you can't tell me that they did that overnight So if you're with someone like that and you've been with them for a a long period of time, you've had to see their red flags. And the only reason that you would be comfortable with something like that is because one, you have no backbone. Two, you have no self-esteem. Or three, oh, there's four options. Three, you were comfortable with it because it it wasn't directed towards you. Or four, all of the above. When it's not directed to, towards you, it's easy, it's easy for you to sit in a place where you accept it. To stay in a place where you accept things that are unacceptable. You accept someone saying, you know, these nappy head, whatever. Or, you know, this N-word. Or that, you know, whatever language he used. Um, because from her message, it seemed pretty fun. She's like, I've been crying nonstop. I bet you have, sis. Because you realize that if your low self-esteem has put you in a position where now, and it's probably, she probably still doesn't realize it's her self-esteem, but uh, like, she's probably not fully aware it's her self-esteem, but under the surface, your self-esteem has led you to a place where You can no longer, because now it's a personal attack. So now you cannot justify being with this person anymore. But before, when he was talking about other women, talking about they were nappy head or whatever, or saying what he was saying about them, calling the N-word and a jigboo and all these other words that, that offend, you were okay with it because it wasn't directed towards you. Think about that. Grow from this. Because if you're okay with something like that for someone else, and you have to be okay with it for yourself. And what a lot of people don't realize 
is when they come to the end of this life, they're going to have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. So you're going to have to give account for these things. You can't just say these things. You're going to have to give an account. The Bible says for every idle word. The word idle means non-life giving word. And we are so quick in this culture to accept it and to stand by and to uh, laugh or even even if we're uncomfortable, we won't say anything because we're trying to protect ourselves. Guess what? In the words of Charles Spurgeon, if you can see someone do something wrong and not say anything, it makes you complicit. Think about these words. Learn from this because there are too many people that are letting these things go on not because they're actively participating in it but because they're watching these things think about how hard they grow people that know mass shooters that just know them they're just an acquaintance with them they grow them so hard and they want to know why the person did it and if anyone knew if they find out that someone knew that this person was going to do an attack. Do you think that person would be held legally innocent? No, because you knew about something that was going to happen that would destroy lives. It's the same with racism. If you know about something that's going to happen and it's going to destroy lives, why would you be complicit with it? Why would you sit there quietly while that person demeans and degrades other women. It's because people want to believe that they are somehow the exception to the rule. The majority of people are not. The except, the, Even the idea of the concept of the exception to the rule means it's so rare. <laughs> it means it's something so rare. And the thing about it is that I don't want to date anybody who's just making an exception for me. I don't normally date. Fill in the blank. I don't normally date, but I'll make an exception for you. Excuse me, sir. You don't have to settle for me because I know who I am. I know what I'm worth. And because I know what I'm worth and who I am, you're not settling with me. I'm I'm probably taking a pay cut with you because honestly, what we deem in society as characters, characteristics of a good man, a good woman, are so shallow and endless. I mean, uh, empty. And honestly, a lot of these quote good men are going to be left on red for me. Now I know these women out here are not cut from the same cloth. Some of them are cut from a McDonald's napkin. And that's just real. But for someone like myself, who refuses to to lower my standard to try to get married or, you know, something like that. If I see that you're doing something that's problematic to a group of people, whether I'm a part of that group of people or not, that's who you are. Your character is being shown to me. It's being displayed to me. So if I can tolerate your character uh, being shown to me as something that or someone who 
is willing to do and say racist, hurtful things, hurtful ideology. Um, you know, you're doing all these things directed towards any group of people, and I don't care who it is. Uh, you could say, oh, well, you know, I'm only this way towards transvestites. Let me tell you something. My mom taught me. I'm going to leave you guys with this, this gem. It is a little knowledge from Mama, Mama Griggs. My mama always taught me, if a person will hurt the helpless, watch out for them. They're dangerous. She told me that if you would hurt somebody that can't really speak up for themselves, you are a dangerous person. But people ignore this wisdom. And they choose this earthly, sensual, devilish wisdom that doesn't come from above, but it comes from beneath comes from hell this idea that somehow this person that's hurting all these other people is not going to hurt you like you'll be the exception good luck with that so let me just leave you guys with this in order for you to be in a healthy relationship you're going to have to be healthy yourself otherwise it's going to be toxic If you're with someone and that person is (laughs) willing to degrade and deride a whole group of people, I don't care who they are, you need to get out because either you're not healthy enough to make the decision or they're not healthy mentally. But either way, get away from that person quick. And that's all our time. Thank you so much. Um, This has been a wonderful episode of Let's Chat. Until next time, let's chat.